Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. All right, welcome everybody. We're reading this week from a parsha that has some of the most important words in the Torah, and really in Judaism. But before I get into that, two quick notes. First of all, this Thursday is Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av is the day that commemorates the destruction of the temple. It's a traditionally a day of mourning and fasting. And we're going to be holding a learning session on Thursday at noon Eastern time that's called, Are We Really in Mourning for the Temple? And if not, what's the point of Tisha B'Av? So we're going to talk about Tisha B'Av from a progressive Jewish perspective. What meaning is there to be found and made in this traditional day of mourning and remembrance? So you can find information about that at laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. And my second announcement is that I'm starting to book interviews for this podcast for the fall. So... If you have somebody you'd like to hear me interview that you'd like to suggest I have on the show, then send me an email, rabbistreifer at gmail.com. Maybe they have an interesting perspective or they're doing interesting work. And as you know, in all of our interviews, we talk about the Parsha, and then we go on to talk about all kinds of other Jewish things. So let me know who you'd like to hear on 7-Minute Torah. And now let's talk about this week's Torah portion. We're reading Va'erchanan. Va'erchanan is the second parsha in the book of Deuteronomy. It begins at chapter 3, verse 23, and goes through chapter 7, verse 11. So it's quite a long parsha, almost four chapters. And as I said before, some of the most important words in all of Judaism appear here. And I'm talking specifically about the Shema, which is in chapter 6, starting at verse 4 where Moses calls out to the people, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, listen up, Israel. The Eternal is your God, the Eternal alone. And I've done a couple of more extensive podcasts on the Shema and elements of it, so I would invite you to go back to previous years to listen to my podcast on Vad Hanan and hear more about the Shema. But I wanted to talk about a different set of very important words in Judaism. This is the parasha where Moses retells the story of the revelation at Sinai, and in fact, retells the Ten Commandments almost word for word, and almost is the operative word there. So remember the background here is that the Israelites are about to cross over the river into the promised land. They've been wandering for 40 years. Moses has been their leader. Moses is about to die. And the entire book of Deuteronomy is Moses talking. He reminds us where we've been. He gives us advice. He gives us laws. He gives us rules. And he tells the stories or retells the stories of what we've been through. And often those stories involve a change of words. So that's the case with the Ten Commandments as well. And I actually want to focus in on one of the commandments, and that's the fourth commandment, the commandment of Shabbat. So I'm going to read you what Moses says. I'm actually going to read it in its entirety. 
because the specifics of the words are important. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Shamor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho. Observe the day of Shabbat and keep it holy, as your God Adonai has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of your God Adonai. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, your ox or your donkey, or any of your cattle, or the stranger in your settlements, so that your male and female slave may rest as you do. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and your God Adonai freed you from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore your God Adonai has commanded you to observe the day of Shabbat. So that's the fourth commandment, at least in the Deuteronomy reading. And I invite you to pull it up and take a look more closely at these words. It's Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15, because there is so much to see here. First of all, this Shabbat is not commanded just for a small class of people. It's not just for men. It's not just for Jews, even. It says that everybody is supposed to rest. The entire society is supposed to rest. Adults and children, free people and slaves, they did still have slaves at this time, ironically. Even the cattle, even the animals, the beasts of burden, are supposed to rest on Shabbat. And then it goes on to say, and the reason for all this is, Zachartaki Evid Hayitab Eretz Mitzrayim, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. It's so interesting that Shabbat here is justified by means of this collective memory of our collective servitude. The fact that we were all slaves, and presumably slaves don't get days off, and because of that, we are all entitled to a day off. And that's really different from what you might think about when you think about Shabbat, which is the six days of creation. In fact, if you go back to Exodus chapter 20, which is the original accounting of the Ten Commandments, you read something really different. And now I'm going to read you that entire fourth commandment so that you can see the differences. It says, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho. Remember this day of Shabbat and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of your God Adonai. You shall not do any work, you, your son, your daughter, your male or female servant, or your cattle, or the stranger who is within your settlements. So, so far, relatively similar. But then it goes on to say, Because in six days God made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. And then God rested on the seventh day. Therefore Adonai blessed the day of Shabbat and hallowed it. So that's probably more like what we would expect. Shabbat because of creation. Shabbat because God rested from God's labor. So what we have here, if we take a step back and look at both of these versions of the Ten Commandments side by side, which actually I'm doing right now, is we have two different impetuses, two different justifications, two different stories about where Shabbat comes from. One is Shabbat because God made the world, and the other one is Shabbat because you were a slave in Egypt. And if you think about it, these two justifications actually give us a lot of really beautiful layers of meaning 
around Shabbat. If Shabbat is a reminder of the work of creation, then it's meant to engender gratitude in us. We're supposed to look around the world on this day of rest and recognize that this entire world is a gift from God, is a miracle, is something worth being grateful for. As Abraham Joshua Heschel says, on Shabbat, we turn from the world of creation to the creation of the world. That is, we turn away from trying to control and manipulate the world and toward appreciating the world, because Shabbat is the day when God rested from making the world. But if Shabbat is a reminder of the Exodus, then it's actually a reminder that all human beings deserve rest. All human beings are worthy of being treated with dignity and honor and respect. All human beings are created in the divine image. And in that sense, Shabbat then becomes an impetus for or a catalyst for social justice. When the Torah says that your servants are supposed to rest on Shabbat, it's a reminder that you are required to treat every person in society as an expression of the divine. So Judaism gives us two very different reasons to observe Shabbat. Which one is right? Well, it doesn't really matter. They're both here. They're both right. They're both the reason for Shabbat in the Torah and in Jewish tradition. And in fact, if you're someone who makes Shabbat blessings on any kind of regular basis, you've probably heard and even recited both of these ideas, even if you didn't know it. Because the Kiddush for Friday night refers to Shabbat both as Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim, a reminder of the exodus from Egypt, and as Zikaron Lema'asebereshit, a remembrance of the work of creation. So every Shabbat, every Friday night when we lift up a cup of wine or grape juice, every Saturday when we traditionally refrain from work and spend time with family and in study, we are reminding ourselves both to be grateful for this beautiful world that we live in and to ensure that all the people who live in the world are treated with dignity and honor and respect. Shamor et Yom HaShabbat show, the Torah says, Observe the day of Shabbat to keep it holy. And one of the ways we keep it holy is by implementing those lessons, those teachings in our lives in order to make our lives and the lives of others and our entire world a little bit better. Thanks for listening, everyone. A reminder of our Thursday noon Eastern class on Tisha B'Av. Are we really in mourning for the temple? And if not, what's the point of Tisha B'Av? You can register at laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. My email, as always, rabbistreifer at gmail.com. 7-Minute Torah is a production of Laasok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.